Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable inviting you to stay tuned once again for this very important edition of Let's Talk About Jesus today. It's very important because so much depends on who we know and what we know concerning Jesus Christ, concerning God the Father, concerning the Holy Spirit, concerning the Bible itself, the Word of great teaching, and we pray that you will not miss a single uh, uh, episode. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. We'll just use that term because we just want you to be uh, involved in this uh, time of learning and this time of gathering knowledge from the Word of God by the Holy Spirit. Now, I am well capable of teaching the Bible. I've been the uh, pastor uh, and an evangelist in the sense of our outreach uh, for going on 43 years, and I feel that I'm qualified uh, to interpret the Scriptures uh, but with Scripture, not just by my personal opinion, but taking Scripture, comparing it with Scripture, the greatest way to understand and comprehend a scripture is to find a, not just a text, but the context, and then to put it into the, the overarching umbrella of the Bible itself. God is consistent in all that He is, all that He does, and all that He says. And that's why He is trustworthy, and that's why we can depend on Him today. Well, I hope hope you have your Bibles. If you do, please turn with me to the book of Colossians chapter 2, verse 1 through 4 to begin with. Colossians chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. We're going to be talking about spiritual understanding, spiritual understanding, which is the master key to God's treasure house of knowledge. Without spiritual understanding, we will never truly know what we need to know, and what God wants us to know as we study the Scriptures today. Someone said to me and says to me quite often, the truth will make you free. The truth will make you free. And that is very, very true. But the truth can't make you free if you don't know it. If you don't know it, not only intellectually and experientially by applying it, but also spiritually. This is vitally important today. The actual scripture in John's Gospel, chapter 8, verse 30 and 31, the words of Christ our Savior, says this, If you continue in my word, if you continue in my word, you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Praise God. But it's this knowledge that is gained from the Word of God as we continue in the Word of God and as the Holy Spirit produces within our heart a spiritual understanding, bringing a knowledge that cannot be shaken. You know, the Scripture said the reason this, this study is so important uh, in Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. 
You know, many people just want to experience the presence of God and not get in to the Word of God and understand it and get it down into inside our hearts and let it begin to affect deeply our lives. That's why the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Truth by Jesus who taught us when He, the Spirit of Truth, is come. He will guide you into all truth. And that's why John then writes uh, concerning the words of Christ, if you continue in my word, you will know the truth. (laughs) You will know it intellectually in your mind. You will know it experientially as you apply it to your life. But you will know it spiritually as the Holy Spirit takes the logos, the word, and makes it rhema, R-H-E-M-A, makes it a personal revelation until you are absolutely convinced without doubting the truth of God's Word. And when you obey that Word and apply that Word to your life, then then you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Make no mistake about it, dear friend. There is victory in Jesus today, but it involves the way we approach the Word of God. There's, therein is, is the, the key to our understanding spiritual and comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. That's why Colossians is so important. Listen to what it says. Colossians 2 verse 1 through 4 said, For I I would that you knew what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh that their hearts might be comforted being knit together in love And unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And this I say, lest any man would beguile you with enticing words. Paul is saying, I want you to know the truth about God. I want you to know the truth about Jesus. I want you to have a clear and concise understanding of God's person, of Christ's person, of of His purpose in sending Him, of Christ's purpose for your life. He wanted them to know individually intimately and personally what they needed to know. And this is so vitally important. There's a true story. And uh, before I read it, I want to, uh, uh, you all know this, this cliched adage that I'm about to share with you. What you don't know can't hurt you. Friend of mine, what you don't know can cause you to be destroyed. What you don't know can cause you to be deceived and defrauded of what belongs to you and is bequeathed to you by Jesus Christ himself. It is vitally important that you have knowledge through spiritual understanding. And there, Now this true story uh, is told of the sole survivor of a light plane crash in the wilderness. He was a teenage young man, 13 or 14 years old. When he regained consciousness, realizing he alone survived, he left the wrecked plane and tried to walk out of the forest in the dead of winter. 
He was found deep in the forest when rescuers found the plane and then finally found him, dead from exposure. After a search of the plane, in a compartment in the tail section, rescuers found a survival kit with a thermal blanket, food, first aid kit, canned heat, waterproof matches, water, etc. But the young man did not know it was there and perished. If he had only known, he wouldn't have left the plane. He would have had everything he needed to survive until rescuers could get to him and find him. But he just didn't know it was there. So he perished. We perish not because God is not faithful and purposed to deliver us and made the provision. We perish many times. We are destroyed many times. Uh, we die prematurely when we have a covenant of answered prayer. Many times we lose victory when we have a covenant of victory. <laughs> we have a birthright, according to Isaiah, of victory, a heritage of victory in Jesus Christ. That's why this teaching is so important. And that's why Paul said, I haven't been there personally, but I'm praying that God will grant to you, God will show to you what you need to know. Not just to survive, but to live in this fallen world, in this faulty body, and to live victoriously. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to read that from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 through 14. Let's read it together. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Now I want to stop right here for a moment. You will hear this at a funeral. Because clearly we haven't been to heaven like Paul did. We haven't seen heaven. We haven't seen the holy city. We've read about it from the book of Revelation. We've, we've, we've probably fantasized about what it may be like and speculated. But eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. And Jesus did say, Amen, that I go to prepare a place for you. And oh, what a place, dear friend, it must be. It must be beyond anything that we could imagine. But this is not about heaven. This is not about a place that he has prepared. Listen to verse 10. Put this in context. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of a man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given us of God. Oh, I want to stop right there. Oh, friend, if every Christian knew what is ours in Jesus Christ, who we are in Christ and who Christ is in us and what He has purposed, promised, and provided for us, what great victory there would be in the, in the life of every child of God. What great defeat the enemy of our soul would suffer. 
It says, which things also we speak in verse 13, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned, spiritually understood. That is so important. Listen to what Paul said, the way that he approached his ministry. See, the Holy Spirit was given so that every child of God could receive spiritual understanding. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 1 through 5, Paul said, And I, brethren, when I came unto you, came not with the excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but in a demonstration of spirit and power, that your faith would not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Hallelujah. You see, the Holy Spirit gives the believer power to be and power to do and power to know. And this power to know is revelation knowledge. You see, Paul knew that no matter how well he preached or how clearly he taught, only the Holy Spirit could reveal truth and reality of his words. Too many preachers and teachers today depend on their education and their eloquence to declare the gospel. Though the ear may be tickled, the heart is untouched. There's no conviction of sin and no convincing of truth. Sinners are not saved and saints are not, and saints are not delivered. They're still deceived and defrauded by the devil. For this demonstration of power was not just the confirming signs that followed the gospel of the apostles, but the revealing power of the Holy Spirit. See, neither the prophets of old who, who prophesied by the Spirit nor the angels of heaven knew what we know by the Holy Spirit. This is revelation knowledge. That's why Jesus uh, asked Peter, Who do men say that I am? And Peter, the least educated, the least eloquent of any of them, immediately burst out, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, Yeah, and you're Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church, not Peter, but the revelation by the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Amen. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it because Satan's great power rests in his ability to deceive. That's why we put on the armor of God, not to have power greater than his power in terms of strength, but his power to deceive. We put on the armor according to Ephesians 6 and verse 10 and the rest of those verses down to 14 just so that we can overcome the wiles of the devil, which means the strategy of defeat. 
keeping us in the darkness of ignorance. If you don't know what is yours, you can't claim it. If you don't know what belongs to you, you can't stand and demand it. And I'm not talking about demanded it from God. If He promised it, He's purposed it, and therefore He wants you to have it. But you have to stand on God's Word by faith to claim it. It is so vitally important that we understand this. When Jesus told Peter, flesh and blood didn't reveal this unto you, it fits right into this narrative what, that we're reading to you right now, that we need spiritual understanding. This is uniquely, uniquely the work of the Holy Spirit. Not only do we uh, need the Holy Spirit as ministers to bring the Word of God through the anointing, but we need spiritual ears to hear as children of God. And we have that capacity. That's why Jesus said, He that hath an ear, he that hath, hath the ability to comprehend, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church in the book of Revelation. For the Spirit of God is speaking to God's people. Hallelujah. Listen to what Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 10 through 12. And let's read, yeah, let's read that part. It says, Of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come to you, searching what? Or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was in them did signify, when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow, unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves but unto us they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you, listen, with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things angels desire to look into. You see, the gospel did not come in word only, according to the scripture themselves, but it came in the power, it came in the Holy Ghost, and therefore it came in much assurance. We must not only preach under the anointing, we must hear under the anointing. I want to read that to you from 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 5. For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost, and therefore in much assurance. Praise God. Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus that they would have spiritual understanding, that they might know in their own spirit man what is theirs in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I want to say it again. My people perish for a lack of knowledge. I was in church years before I began to see in the Scripture what was mine in Christ. Not what I could demand, but what God had provided for me and what I could lay claim to legitimately. Hallelujah. Friend of mine, we've, we've got young men and women coming out of, 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 of Bible colleges and, and seminaries today that haven't been taught how vitally important the Holy Spirit is to ministry in the 21st century. We feel like we are so highly educated, so highly capable, so eloquent, so that we are able to do in our own strength what only He can do. 
Oh, friend of mine, no man comes to Christ because of our persuasive, even though the, we're reading the Scriptures accurately, teaching them accurately, without the Holy Spirit working with us and within us and within people, within hearts. We are not going to see the great harvest of the end time. We're not going to see the great victory in the church of Jesus Christ. We're not going to hear the joyful sound. We're going to see the depression. We're going to see the defeat. We're going to see the constant uh, 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 questioning of God's faithfulness because of the condition of His people. Oh, friend of mine. I want to be able to say, and I don't mean this in any harmful way, hurtful way, and I don't mean to to be trite or facetious, but I believe that every child of God should be able to say, victory is my business and business is good. Glory be to God. We need more testimonies to answer prayer than we have requests for prayer. There's an imbalance, and I don't think we can deny that there's a great imbalance in the things that we pray for and the things that we receive from God. And yet we have His promises in His Word that we can claim by faith, that we can stand upon His Word. By the way, while we're talking about the promises of God, it seems to be kind of vague today about His purpose for our life, like it's some kind of mystical, fog-shrouded thing. It is not. What He has purposed, He has promised in His Word. And the Bible said in Hebrews 11 that through faith they obtained promises. Hallelujah. Through faith they obtained promises. And then when that occurred, it went on to say that out of weakness they were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, and put the armies of the aliens to flight. Glory to God. You know what that means? That means finally that we're going to get a look at the back side of the devil. Instead of just always seeing our enemy coming against us and trembling in fear and trepidation, we're going to see the enemy fleeing from us. Hallelujah. And that, friend, is victory Because if God is for us, and He is, who can be against us? We need a clear revelation of the Holy Spirit of who we are in Jesus Christ and who Jesus Christ is in us. Hallelujah. The Old Testament said, The wicked flee when no man pursueth. That's paranoia. That's the fear that is gripping this old fallen world in these end times. As the tribulation gets closer and closer, men's hearts, Jesus taught, will fail them for fear and looking at the things which are coming upon the earth. But God's message to us, Christ's message to us, is to fear not little flock. (laughs) It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And when you see these things beginning to come to pass, seeing the same things the world sees, but seeing them through our faith and trust in our God and Savior, (laughs) lift up your head. Your redemption draweth nigh. 
Oh, friend, we need to see the devil fleeing from us. Hallelujah. The Bible said, The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Hallelujah. We need that holy boldness today. And that boldness is going to come to people that right now are weak and trembling. And fear many times seems to overcome us and overwhelm us. But the Bible said they obtained promises by faith. And out of weakness they were made strong, waxed valiant in fight. That's that holy boldness to stand on God's word and wield the mighty sword of the Spirit and lift up high the shield of faith. Hallelujah. And stand our ground for the glory of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Friend of mine, I want you to know this is a day of of great crisis, tumult, and trouble. It's called perilous times. And it is here. It's not a prophetic thing about the future anymore. It is here. And it is now in our life. And you may be up against something today that seems that it is absolutely immovable and impossible. And I want you to know as we get down in the Word of God and get God's Word down on the inside of us, faith is going to rise up so that we might stand up. Hallelujah. And stand our ground in this day that we're living and bring glory and honor to God when our prayers are answered, when our enemies are vanquished, when the devil is having to back off. Hallelujah. And we see the victories that have been purposed, provided, and promised by God to each and every child of God. The Bible said, Amen. And this is the victory that over... Who is he that overcometh the world in First John? Who is he... What, what, what unique person is it? What special person is it that overcomes the world, the system that Satan has set up to deceive us, defraud us, and defeat us? And, and to, to, uh, to take our focus from God to the, to the material and the physical and the temporal. Oh, friend of mine, who is he that overcomes the world? <laughs> Even he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. And Jesus told Peter, Peter, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. This revelation is given you by my Father. It is given, folks, by the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth. And when it's received through spiritual understanding upon this rock, this immovable foundation, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Hallelujah. In other words, the lies, the strategies of defeat based on the lies of the devil will never defeat those that are founded on a truth that is known by the revelation of the Holy Spirit. Because the gospel according to 1 Thessalonians 1 and verse 5 did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance. Glory be to God. Oh, I love that great Christian hymn, Blessed Assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. 
heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of His Spirit, and washed in His blood. Today, this very day, you and I who are saved have been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. And we belong to God. We are His purchased possession according to the scripture and God is our heavenly father and Christ is our kinsman redeemer he is our savior praise God amen and he is with us and he is in us through the Holy Spirit and there is a great victory coming to the church of Jesus Christ that is in the Word of God and standing upon the Word of God and standing against the enemy of our souls today and praying those prayers of faith, hallelujah, that stands between the evil intentions of our enemy and the purposes and promises of our God to us today. Today, if you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, I believe the Holy Spirit is right where you are. I believe that He is convicting and convincing you of your need to be saved today. I believe He's revealing Jesus as the Son of God and the Savior of the world to your heart, not just to your mind, but to your heart right now. And I urge you and challenge you to repent of your sin receive Jesus as your Savior for the Bible said as many as received him to them gave he the power to become the sons of God you can be brought into God's royal family you can be sealed by the Holy Spirit as belonging to him you can overcome the world the flesh, and the devil, and walk in the victory that God has given us through Jesus Christ today. Come to the Lord right where you are right now. And if you're a Christian today, put on your armor, stand your ground, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. Well, our time is gone. Would you come back next week and let's talk about Jesus.